You're listening to Oak Park Podcast. And now, here's your host, Matt Murray. Some residents were aghast a few months back when reports suggested that the village sweetened a development deal to the tune of $100,000 to lure a popular restaurant chain to downtown Oak Park. The outcries online often resembled, why not pave the sidewalks? This only benefits the developers. The fix is in. Well, economic development doesn't come easy in places like Oak Park. Or cheap. It's according to UIC professor Charles Hoke, an urban planner who's worked closely with the village during the past few decades. What we're seeing now, he says, is the result of a very deliberate, intricate process to identify what the village needs to evolve successively for the next generation of residents. I sat down with him earlier this summer to discuss why we're seeing what we're seeing in downtown Oak Park today and the role economic development plays in shaping our community overall. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I meet my buddy at the corner of Scoville Park and where the Red Hen uh, Bakery is, mm-hmm. and then there's that little park improvement that they put in a few years ago, mm-hmm. the nice seats. And we go get our pastries after exercising and go sit there and watch people walk through that park on right. a Saturday morning right. at 9 o'clock. And it's, you know, the kids and the strollers, the skateboarder teenagers. People need to understand this is not a common experience. Sure, in sure. the movies you can see it, but in most parts of America, most suburbs of America, there is no such place. Mm-hmm. All right, There are some city neighborhoods where that's a place, but Oak Park actually has both of those. Mm-hmm. It has the suburban solidity, the stability and security of the, of the great schools, and you get this diversity uh, and this activity at these various nodes and places, and those are not accidental. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, those are to... those are the results of people like me and others who are making investments, using public funds to make the infrastructure, and then working hard to get the little businesses in there that can provide it. Okay, a lot of restaurants and a lot of shops because that's what people, that's what businesses will survive. Yeah, their business models will work. Yeah, people say since I've been here, we got to get more retail. We did a study, uh, UIC uh, planning department with the city uh, uh, village of Oak Park in 2003, right on Harrison Street, one of the first ones that shows up here, and we did the numbers on retail. It just doesn't work. That's why you have artists down there renting this stuff at very low rates because landlords can't charge more rent because there's no there's no way for people to run the business. But the buzz moved in. And demonstrated that you could have a restaurant there. And then 525 opens up, which is a nice little restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Mexican place went out of business across the street because of the family got out of business. So So as you look, you know, as you look for the the next 20 years or so, what are are going to be the top two or three kind of planning issues that the city's going to have to, the village is going to have to grapple with? Well, the long-term issue with with, uh, Oak Park is... uh, I think the, the village is positioned very well for that. If you look at the comp plan, it's all about, uh, it, it, there's no place to grow, right? It's surrounded by urban areas. Uh, it's a grid. Um, so it's, it's internal development. So the natural, so if we go back to downtown, the Little Lake Street nexus there, those developments which are coming in, the 500 additional units in the two projects that are currently being built with the 
I don't know how many were in the, what was it called, the white, the one on <clears throat> Harlem and um, where the Trader Joe's is. Mm-hmm. That building, I right. can't remember what it was right. called. Sure. That was like 200 units. Right. So the plan, I pulled out the Arambula plan, which was the downtown plan from 2005, which I was a part of. And that plan said there are five major project areas. I brought the map and I'll give it to you. And that's where all this stuff is happening. Right. Right. So they got it right. They said it was going to be retail because that's what everybody insisted had to happen. But no, it wasn't going to be retail. It's going to be housing. And why is it? It's commercial housing, meaning it's rental housing. Mm -hmm. And why is that the case? Because in 2008 and seven and eight, all the condo conversions that happened here collapsed because people had mortgages they couldn't support. The, the incomes uh, you couldn't couldn't deal with it, and there was a huge, how do you say? But much less in Oak Park than other parts of the region. Yeah, I mean, it seems you're still working through that inventory. Right. So the so they're doing rental housing because they understand that the millennials, who are that group coming in, the people in your, are going to rent before they're going to purchase, and the rentals aren't outlandish. The value there's there's one luxury building which is the one on Harlem, and then there's more uh, upper middle class one which is uh, the one on uh, uh, near Austin Gardens. Mm-hmm. Those units that is going to increase foot traffic. That's going to increase uh, some auto traffic, not as much as people imagine. Uh, and if I'm a business owner in Oak Park, I have a restaurant. I'm just rubbing my hands together because this is going to create more demand in between the weekends, right? Because those households are going to buy food. So all your food providers, all your service providers, you know, every from haircuts, hairdressers to, they're going to be happy because there's going to be an additional 500 households. And the village's population hasn't been, partly because household size has been getting smaller, hasn't been increasing. We need those folks. And some of those folks are going to have children and they're going to use the school. So, but it's going to be a mix. And the village has been aging. People like me are in these old buildings. And people who bought those buildings, a lot of them were younger people with children like you, but others were not. So it's going to enhance the diversity. I can't see... Uh, there will be more congestion at peak times in the Lake Street area. So when people leave the Lake Theater like we do or go to different restaurants, there will be more people. Right. Is there a, is so that if you don't like that you will be angry and upset. But I'm I'm like wow look at this this is really great. Yeah. Because I I see this as a community that's vital and that's a signal that things are working that the future is in good shape because those people right will tell other people and then that's what keeps the community strong. It's not the stuff and it's not the old people like me because we're gonna eventually leave or we'll just die. Right, that happens to all of us, and who it's who who's behind us. Right, it's who's coming in that shapes what the future is going to be, and they're shaped by what people are doing who are the newcomers. So your impact is going to be way more important than our impact as a household because your kids are in the school now. You're shaping. You're actively participating. Do you think? I mean, because of the the outrage about the parking situation downtown, and I think. You know, you see just how attentive the politicians and policymakers in the city are to this. You see the valet downtown, um, which is, um, you know, something I, I think my understanding is a temporary kind of a temporary measure. Yeah, no one likes that because yeah. it's like elitist. It's like, wait a minute, who who's getting this? Yeah, 
the, right, the so red jackets. It's, right. you know. it's, it's like, wait a minute. It is a little, it's in, a little jarring. But, um, <laughs> it's like, this is Oak Park. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things, if you look at, you know, and this isn't a scientific observation, but if you certainly look at the car companies, for example, if you look at, at the car ownership rates, you know, that, that with, um, with millennials, for example, and you see the various advertising that the car companies are doing to kind of get these people to buy cars because they're not buying cars. They don't, and oftentimes they're not getting driver's licenses. I mean, if you look at those rates, do we run the risk of, ironically enough, having too much parking 20 years from now with all these parking garages that are going up? And, and I mean, I know that's a huge concern now, but is that, you know, is that something that, that potentially you run the risk based on creating this inventory on current demand and not what, or is that just part of the? I don't uh, think I don't think within uh, that that window that the, the attachment to the automobile is going to change that much. I I agree. The evidence is that millennials are less uh, auto centric, uh, but think how our cities are structured regionally. Most people don't have the luxury of their employer being right next to the train station. Right. right. So the challenge is. Unless we consolidate employment, think of yeah. how hard that would be, right. to, into places where there are train, that are train accessible, uh, that means you're relying on bus transit. And bus transit in the city, even yeah. though it's better than a lot of parts of the country, is mm-hmm. not uh, as secure and as good as the train system. Uh, Oak Park has five uh, L stops, and mm-hmm. then it has a metro station. I mean, it is it astonishingly well served by mm-hmm. train service, and a lot of of the people who move here do so because they're they're one of the or, or sometimes both are employed in places where those trains go. Right. So it becomes and maybe a big reason why people move here. So one of yeah. the don't think that the developers of those buildings are not <laughs> yeah not aware of. Letting people know. So when I move as an employee into the loop, these guys are marketing their units because their units are a lot cheaper than the ones that are being developed in the loop. And they're just a train. You're just a train ride away from the loop. So the way to think of it, this is economic development for Oak Park. And the property tax revenue that these folks are going to bring in relative to the services that they're going to use, mm-hmm. they're all stacked up. Sure, It's way more efficient than... 2,000 or 200 units uh, of single-family homes. Think of what that would mean, how many blocks that would be. And this is all within one tiny footprint. Yeah. So, yes, it's going to be a high-rise, uh, but it's exactly where a high-rise should be if you were planning to efficiently have these folks use trains and buses and public transit right. and to be served by all of these enterprises. The largest concentration of, of restaurants and services are in the vicinity of the... That's exactly what you you want to have happen. That's how You could go anywhere in the world. You can go to Singapore, density land. You can go out to... Or you can just go to Arlington Heights or Evanston in, in this region and mm-hmm. see how well those high-rise projects have worked. And, and then what happens is there's an adjustment with any new thing. Construction is a, is a pain, right? It's, it, there's disruptions. And then there's a working it out. There'll be problems, congestion points no one will have anticipated. The city people will come to the city officials. They'll complain. They'll make their voice known. The city officials will say, we got to do something. The engineers and the planners and the others will get together, and they'll figure out 
a fix. That's way better than not having those 500 households. Sure. In the people think those we can't afford those 500 households. Wait a minute. That think of us turning away refugees from the United States of America. We're not reproducing. We're not having enough kids mm-hmm. to reproduce the country. If you want to think about the future of America, immigration is a good long-range strategy. Bring those folks in. They're productive. They're yeah. A tiny fraction of any population group is. Undesirable, but it's always tiny, mm-hmm. right? So the <clears throat> the growth that we can accomplish right. with these projects is in the plan. It's prepared for. It's financed properly. We're not doing fancy deals. The, this is there's not chicanery here, and and uh, the long term benefits have been uh, what we could you say at least anticipated. Uh, people don't have ridiculous expectations about what it's going to be. What, what would the top concerns be in your mind about these projects? Like, is there, because Evanston, right, is 10 years ahead of us, right, in these developments. They put these up a decade ago. Um, is there anything that we could learn about what happened there or, or anywhere else where, you know, these are the things that can, that are potentially a challenge? The, the biggest challenge for Oak Park is the same challenge that we talked about when you first showed up about race. Uh, so the And I don't know that anybody's doing it better than Oak Park currently is, although it may not be doing it as well as it used to, as some of my peers who are engaged in that movement will argue. Uh, the focus on affordability uh, uh, it has to be maintained. Each new right. generation, since all these new households come in, they don't know about this stuff. Sure. They don't know this history. They just bought a house. They they, they know right. the schools or are Or renting good, an apartment. Or they're renting an yeah. apartment. Yeah. And they don't know oh, this community purposely in their newspaper talks about racial problems and says we have to acknowledge that there's racial exploitation and we have to actively take steps to overcome that. Right. That's like, you know, city of Chicago doesn't do that. The newspapers, the Chicago Tribune sort of, you know, it doesn't really take positions on that. It, it, it just it, people keep acting like it doesn't exist. So that's the biggest challenge to the future. Can we maintain that? Can we uh, uh, and or will we resegregate, which is the fear that people have? Yeah. But that really is a product of people's misperceptions and prejudices and beliefs. Oh, if I have black kids go to school with my kids, they're diminished, they're threatened. You know, well, it's not really me. It's what other people will think and so forth. And that's still in play. That's still shaping suburbs across the United States. It's still shaping neighborhoods in Chicago. It's still shaping how people go to school. Urban League just came out with a report yesterday. The same levels of segregation exist from 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest threat right. to me. That's, well, that trumps some of everything those, else. With some of those more vocal voices, um, you know, from the generation that really established those policies in Oak Park, as they, um, you know, as they move elsewhere um, or become less active in those causes, perhaps... It's not an active movement, maybe again, of of going against those policies. It just they they diminish because of benign neglect. Right. You don't people have... people go on with their lives, right? right. So the the right. challenge that's my concern. That's yeah. the biggest threat. It's not a threat that uh, there's some uh, malevolent thing. It's just that people don't know. And unless somebody's educating them and pro- providing uh, reminding them to say, you know, you, this is not an accident. Right. This is people actually purposely had to talk about this subject because it's really hard to do. 
right? And they had to take time, and then they had to repeat it, and then they had to teach kids about it. And everybody goes, "Do I have to hear about that again?" You know, right? Everybody complains, but it's really important. And then the kids don't understand it because they grew up here. They don't. They haven't gone to other parts of the world where like people don't. We don't talk about them. They haven't experienced the actual reality of how it works, how exclusion happens or exploitation. And that, so I know that seems far afield from high density residential development or congestion on the streets. Those are your sort of bread and butter <clears throat> planning problems that every community has. But the, the racial one is Oak Park's to me, it's, it's a success. Well, but it could also undo a lot of the, the attributes of this community, which is why. I think a lot of people like myself moved here is that there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of really unique qualities to this community related to all of the things you talked about, whether or not it's inclusion and diversity and, and, um, you know, walkability, all those types of things. But there's a, it seems to be in, in all the folks that I've talked to about this, that the kind of the active management of the village from a policy perspective is the linchpin that holds this thing together. You I know, think so. it's, um, and that's, you know, that's the glue. Once that glue starts to be done un- undone and it's, again, it's, it's just, it's, it's not because the sentiments of the community possibly change, but as you dilute the, you know, the, the population of people that might be more transient, they may be less, focused on on some of those issues so well as i said to you i think we're all transient we imagine ourselves as permanent and then it's just how long we are are visiting so to speak and i'll begin uh, to come to terms with that but um but thank you so much um i really uh really appreciate your time professor